This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So I, I'm a little conflicted with emotion today because when you look at what's going on in sports, the NBA is back. It was an amazing night last night. Two great games as anticipated. And hopefully you listen to me on the odds checker platform as my first video went out for them on Thursday, begging you to take the Jazz on the money line. I know you sweat it out like I did last night, but it was awesome to see both the L.A. teams in action and just good basketball the game before that. At the same time, outside of the world of sports, I came across a phenomenon that I imagine started here in Philly, although I don't necessarily think it did, And yet a local establishment, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that. I was cruising through the DoorDash app last night and happened to find one of the biggest perversions of a meal offered. Yet the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because it was labeled a Philadelphia burger. Also, as you know, right through the departure of Arthur on the show, King of Queens. It's one of my favorite programs, and I have it running on the DVR. I have found, and this I will name, this I will out, I found a network that carries this program that has, after a little research, is censoring all of their shows. TV Land is censoring all of their shows. I'm not saying simply just cut out a joke at the end to get to commercial faster. I mean they're going through the show and they're cutting jokes and scenes out of the entire 30-minute episode. So if they're doing that for my show, I guarantee you they're doing it for you, whether you watch the Goldbergs or all the other crap that they recycle out there. We'll start in the NBA as it's a big one, but make no mistake, what I saw last night labeled a Philadelphia burger, it has to stop. And I'm here to stop. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. It's the second level on Sports Map Radio. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. Oh, man. Can't get away from it. Looks like this happened in the last half hour or so, but according to ESPN source, Cardinals have had two. This is the St. Louis Cardinals. Two players test positive for COVID-19 as a result. Today's game at the Brewers in Milwaukee has been postponed and we'll await and see what happens tomorrow. They last played St. Louis, the Twins, Wednesday night. So now you have six teams in Major League Baseball that will be off tonight 
as a result of COVID-19. It's also, mind you, for all of those who doubted this would happen again or there would be enough of, I guess, cases in order for there to be a spread. And the worst part about this article, I'll read this verbatim. A source told ESPN's Jesse Rogers that if what is happening with the Cardinals had occurred before the Marlins outbreak, Friday's game at Miller Park, you guessed it, would still be scheduled. This is a much deeper issue than one or two players is going to contract COVID moving forward in this 60-game season that they created. And shame on Major League Baseball for being so ill-prepared and so just off when it comes to any type of big plan that we have to continue to discuss this. Last night you saw the NBA return. It provided amazing excitement. I was shocked that LeBron James played the whole game. I was shocked the minutes Anthony Davis played as well. Still with that game-winning bucket, despite that, if you took the Clippers plus two and a half, where I believe they closed, at least they closed on my bet, you still covered the Jazz on the money line and the points, of course, covered, but just the buildup, what you got last night paid off. What you got last night was a return on your investment. Your investment has been time off. Your investment has been, well, I can't do anything. I'm just going to wait. And when this thing returns, I hope it returns with a bang. I really do. Can you make that same statement? Can you reach that same assessment with Major League Baseball? Of course not. Baseball let you down three games into it. Now, different scenario, I get it. Different logistics, no bubble versus bubble. But you've seen how Major League Baseball has been so ill-prepared. I don't want to even say ill-equipped because that's the biggest rub in all of this is Major League Baseball just chose to ignore. They chose to ignore more, more than anything else. They've developed the only football thing that they've actually taken from the NFL is the owner mentality of, I'll just shove them out there. They're cattle of one's down and bring up another one. Now you're bringing up 20 in Miami, assuming that they even get back on the field sometime early next week. Probably not. We don't know what's going to happen with this Cardinals-Brewers series, but I can tell you for certain, surely right now, that this is going to continue to happen. And if Major League Baseball's solution is to just shut a game down or two or maybe a series, not make it up, and then go to winning percentage or something along those lines, you're not going to have an even season. The Phillies here are not going to play the same amount of games as a team that has yet to take time off due to COVID. They're not going to make those games up with these seven-inning doubleheaders. They'll try and make a couple up. The Marlins, we know. Now, it won't matter because they're a bad team, but what happens if when the good team steps in? And you see six teams right now don't play tonight. Washington, Toronto, those are teams that people had doing something. You also have the Brewers and Cardinals now in the NL, well, technically not Central, but whatever the heck this new thing is. First time that we see these cases pop off the East Coast, like people are shocked. I don't know why. You look at the news and the data around the country, and there are cases everywhere. Shouldn't jump out as some major shock or surprise that somebody on the St. Louis Cardinals got it. Games postponed. Now, ideally, what should have been in place would be a protocol to get ahead of this 
in some capacity. But as we know, games are stacked on top of each other, and you may not have enough time. In fact, you don't have enough time to wait out these positive tests. This is upset way more than finding out TV land is censoring its programs and that a local establishment where I live, near where I live, has dubbed a burger with Philadelphia cream cheese as a Philadelphia burger. And according to Twitter, people that follow me that are outside of my area, this is something that has been sold elsewhere. Now, I understand a Philadelphia cheesesteak is going to have that name, that branding to it. And if you don't see Philadelphia in front of a cheesesteak on a menu outside of the Delaware Valley, don't order it. That's usually a, a pretty good rule right now to follow. Putting cream cheese on a burger, Philadelphia cream cheese on a burger, and then naming it a Philadelphia burger is an insult. It's an insult to all of the great food and cuisine that has been upped over the last five, six years. I mean, we're, we're close to Bethesda level of grub that you can get here in Philadelphia. It is turned over night and day over the last 10, 15 years mostly over the last five, six years. So I'm not trying to lose that progress by any means. And now Major League Baseball's incompetence and knowing that this is going to have a ripple effect and believing that report, the source telling ESPN that we're really lucky this Marlins thing went down because otherwise Major League Baseball would have a huge problem in St. Louis now. Yeah, I understand that and I believe it. A league that has been so incompetent day one, it's no stretch to believe that report at all. That if nothing happened in Miami or if it one or two cases, they probably would have done the same thing if they even would have suspended. Remember, they left it up to the players. Two guys test positive in St. Louis. The best thing about this, I guess, is that they didn't leave it up to the Cardinals players. They didn't leave it up to the Brewers and Cardinals players. All right, let's go. Everybody just... Vote via text. Send your yes or no to 57575. Like your American Idol vote or something along those lines. Just you tell us. You make the call. Do you want to play today or not? Well, who's out? Uh, We don't really need them anyway. Let's just play. I guess Major League Baseball has started to shift that. But remember, we're talking about the same level, at least length of time, We're talking about that same length of time that Major League Baseball is stretched out now for two months, as we would expect an NBA bubble, an NHL bubble, to extend. So this is not Major League Baseball trying to jam 162 games into a season. Major League Baseball foolishly decided, you heard me for a month, say that baseball needed to use this offseason to determine how you can create some sort of World Baseball Classic-like tournament. And you can create multiple bubble cities. And as teams get eliminated, they go. And you know what? You're back to next year. You're back next year. Right now, Major League Baseball, oh, don't worry, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll lead. Blind leading the sighted, if you will. Because at least we are able and behind us. I mean, imagine that. You have somebody who just can't see who is leading a hike. And you've got 15 people behind that person who have 20-20 vision. Um, are you sure we're going to go that way? It doesn't look safe. In fact, there's not even a trail there. 
That's Major League Baseball right now. I don't even know what path they're leading us down, because how could you? You're in the middle of the woods. You don't have a map. There's no GPS to get from tree to tree. Meanwhile, what they should have done is they should have let the experienced guide go first. They should have let the person who's paid to lead the hikes, the Sherpa, if you will, to lead the hike up the mountain. That's the NFL. Because even if the NFL gets some stuff wrong, as you know, we have our biweekly chats with John McMullen and other NFL people here. And we all, I think, generally believe that the NFL is going to run into positive tests. Like everybody outside of a bubble will run into a positive test. It's what you do after that. It's what protocol you have in place immediately to go to. Universal, ideally, all of that. Baseball is cooked right now. The NBA, on the other hand, is back. And the irony in all of this is Major League Baseball actually did get ahead of the NBA. And now, unfortunately for Major League Baseball, what compounds people shifting, and today will probably signify, at least on this show, the shift. What signifies that the most is Major League Baseball's incompetence, gross incompetence. It's not just, oh, wow, there's a new sport, there's a new shiny toy on. Yeah, for me personally... I'd rather watch the NBA last night than a couple of random baseball games, but that's me personally. I think now there are so many fans who might be either down the middle or would even lean towards baseball, assuming that there is, you know, like a 60-40 split here. We're not talking about somebody, I hate the NBA, I never watch the NBA. I'm not talking about that person. That person's inconsequential to my life. I mean, more so the person who's looking at the TV slate thinking, hmm, Probably watch the Brewers tonight. Yeah. Probably watch the Padres tonight. Not the NBA. Or start there. Now, I guarantee you, because the NBA, beyond it being such a shiny new toy, is going to pull people. Because it's going to reward you, even if, worst case scenario, one, two people somehow in that bubble test positive for COVID-19, the protocol is in place, and the bubble will not burst. We saw the MLS send a team home. That's it. You got to go. We can't have this. We can't have whatever's going on with you spread and ruin this thing. And now it's all after the fact. Do you really believe people that are after the fact, folks? Now, it's one thing to make a mistake. I get that. I'm not saying that there's no room for growth by any means. You make a mistake. You own up to the mistake. There should be plenty of room to grow as a human being and individual. Stay off social. That would be my only advice. But, yeah, I I believe that, and I'll give you the examples that I wrote about, completely different means to a similar end, which is blatant ignorance, textbook definition of it, led to a mistake, and these two people should be able to learn from their mistakes, Deshaun Jackson, Drew Brees. Here, Major League Baseball, this isn't Major League Baseball learning from any mistakes. This is Major League Baseball just routinely stepping in it and saying, oh, all right, sorry, next time I'll I'll keep my head down. Next time I'll I'll look down and make sure that I don't keep stepping in it. (laughs) It doesn't matter because now you're going to find more tests come out still. We're still waiting here in Philadelphia for more conclusive tests. And more people being tested because there's a fear of a false negative or false false positive, for that matter. Boy, aren't you just thrilled that LeBron, Kawhi, 
just that Giannis, the NBA is back. There's something about that sport, too, which recently has been played at, I would argue, one if not the highest levels we've seen in in a while, like a long time. And it doesn't mean parody. There's never going to be true parody. Don't believe that nonsense. But there is something where the sport itself will constantly remind you that talent will always rise and you're always out. Somebody's going to have to get hurt. LeBron James is going to have to miss this season. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, these guys are going to have to be Kevin Durant out. But you're always rewarded, and I think that carries, especially in a scenario like now in the bubble. I definitely think we probably take this for granted year in and year out. I wonder how many people will take it for granted now, which is there aren't many surprises in the NBA. There really aren't. Milwaukee beating the Clippers is not really a big surprise when you look at the three, maybe if you want to stretch it to four, and I think you'd be hard-pressed, mind you, four teams, three real teams that can win it all. We're talking about the two L.A. teams in Milwaukee. Doesn't mean that they can't be upset, but surprises like that usually don't happen. And if it's Toronto, how shocked and surprised are you? They put together an entire resume of a regular season of shocking you. I think at this point you should be numb to it. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. It's an amazing day to recap what happened last night, looking at what's going on this weekend, a full slate of games in the NBA. Dare I say, a golfer may be back as well. We'll touch on that all this hour here on the second level on Sports Map Radio. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So there's something today to take a look at in the NBA that you, I'm sure you missed. We'll get to that in 10 minutes. I'm positive you missed. We're going to bring back, uh, try to rotate this throughout the week. And I would prefer to not even give Ron the heads up on what we're doing. So it's a raw reaction. But we'll bring back Tony Jaker Aton as we head into the weekend. It's beautiful 73 degrees and raining here in the northeast corridor of Pennsylvania. So a nice break from the heat all around. I know down south, especially in Houston, people cackle when they hear us up in the northeast complain about the heat. But it's NBA weekend. You've got Brooks Kepka. We'll touch on him this hour as well. In the hunt atop the leaderboard of the WGC in St. Jude. And the NHL is back. Look at that. Everything working in a right direction, except, of course, Major League Baseball. All right, now this is, a, this is an interesting one, and I start with a tough one. Who is first in line for hell? Tony Jake or Aton? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. That's that's assumed right now because I am much more outward in my degenerate behavior than the other two. Uh no, I don't think uh I don't I don't think it's the fact that you're much more outward as it is that you have accomplished degenerate behavior. 
You don't think that you don't think Tony has I'm one of these Eastern promises pass, you know? I'm certain there's been uh devilish things in his life but one of the things he you know uh talks about frequently back when he was in college was finishing an entire sleeve of oreos okay that that seems to be a, an accomplishment a highlight of his well can't he have that on his belt as well as stealing Possibly. and breaking into an atm or something like that no don't, I don't know. Don't you think he can have both? Sorry, I was doing my other jobs here. What? Oh, sorry. You have multiple <laughs> jobs during I've got the show? Mu- I'm multitasking during the show, if well, you can believe that. That's on you, unless unless there are two people. Right? No, there's no one else here to answer a phone. i got to answer oh. a phone. Oh, okay. Is that phone for us? No. Oh. Wrong number. Wrong number. Always the wrong number. I think uh, I've, told, I've told you about that, right? Yes, all the time. Who would drink their own urine for the least amount of money? Ooh, that's disgusting. It is. Uh, is it Least under, amount of money. Is it under a special circumstance? Uh, this is you. You can answer this I can make up a c- circumstance? Absolutely. You have the freedom here. I would say, I, you know what? I think if we all banded together, I bet you we can get Jake to do it. Yes, I, I would agree on that. See, I my, would agree. My buddies and I in college, we used to do this thing. Uh, we used to dare each other for a dollar. And it was just for a dollar because it wasn't about the money. It was about the story. No, it was about the story we could tell afterwards. So we would always dare someone and say, you know, I'll give you a dollar to do it. And that was it. You couldn't go higher than a dollar because, I mean, we're also poor college kids. But it was always, I'll I'll dare you, you know, I'll I'll give you a dollar if you do that. I do that to my kids now. And they always look at me like a dollar, dude. Dad, I'm going to need like five. I'm going to need like ten. I'm like, it's not about the money. It's about the story we get to tell. Right, right. Because that's what's more important. Okay, I like that. And I think if we all banded together, I think we could manipulate Jake into drinking his own urine. I think so, too. Now, this is on the line of the first question. Bipolar legend weighs in on Twitter. Who has more skeletons? I'm going to have to say you again. But here's the thing. How much How much would it shock you? See, this is the thing. I don't think that... The Why stuff are you I, trying to defend yourself? No, no, no. I'm not trying you're to trying defend to, myself. No, you're trying to get the conversation off of you, Aton. Skeletons are things you hide. I know. I, I, are you not wanting us to go digging? I, I would obviously let you dig with as deep and as wide of a shovel as you See, like. See, I think your, your Twitch followers are like me. He says these things, but he doesn't actually want us to start digging. <laughs> Trust me, man. You do this long enough, as you know, people will dig regardless. All right, who clogs the toilet at their friend's house and says nothing? Tony. <laughs> Why? You didn't even hesitate. Yeah. He's, Tony's Has this come eater. up on the air before? No, no, it's never came up on the air, but I could just see, you know, I know Tony to be an eater. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's not so much how much you eat, it's what you eat. If you eat something, yeah, and, right? Yeah. And it doesn't agree with you. See, here's or? the thing. Jake is very picky on his food, like my kids. <laughs> I hate yeah. to keep saying that. Yeah. But Jake is picky about his food like my kids are. There's only certain things he's going to put into his mouth. Uh, you, I feel, I mean, I know that, you know, through through this, uh, that you've been ordering food through Amazon because you didn't, you haven't gone to the grocery store. Right. So you've been limited right. to Whole Foods, right. which has kind of probably changed your palate a little bit. Yeah, although Tony, I do eat bad food from Whole Foods. Tony was telling me how uh, he took his whole family out to dinner last night at his son's restaurant. 
Oh, nice. His son has a restaurant in no, Nashville? No, his son works at a restaurant, Oh, and they all went to dinner there. They, he says, man, we're going out to dinner all the time. Yeah. So you think that just the risk of it? Just, I mean, no, just the fact that, you know, it's just. Well, that's it, what I mean. like, has, not COVID a, risk. No, just, not COVID risk. He has more uh, wide variety of right. food happening with him. Absolutely. Now, do you know the, the restaurant in Nashville? Uh, no. I, I do well. I bet I've eaten there. Unless it's yes, real. no, it's a chain restaurant. Oh, okay, okay. They used to have a deep fried turkey Reuben at one of the chain restaurants down there. Still yeah, better that, than the Philadelphia they, burger. That, that's clogging a toilet in a heartbeat. Absolutely. All right, we'll talk about something you missed in the NBA today. Brooks Kepka coming up next. issues it's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios here's aton shander so there was a trend yesterday that came out the daily meal is a verified twitter account that went across the united states to find the best burgers juiciest messiest burgers across america and every state Represented by a burger, of course. Now, I saw this locally here last night as I've moved a little bit out of the Whole Foods delivery zone into the DoorDash delivery zone, but was perusing through the menu, if you will, and came across. I'm just going to read you the ingredients. Now, Ron, you are a worldly individual. You've lived and traveled around this country, I'm sure outside the country as well. So, Actually, just, I've never been off North America. Well, Canada, Mexico. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. That, that's fine. That's worldly enough. Is that worldly case. enough? All right. Well, for the purposes of this specific conversation, you're worldlier than a lot of people. All right? Yep. The Philadelphia Burger was on the menu. I had no idea this exists locally. I had no idea that people outside of Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley, if you will, Jersey, South Jersey, and beyond. In fact, Tony D would be a good test case for this because he's lived around the country like I have and is currently right. living in the South. Now, I will say this. I think I, I stumbled upon the same list that you saw. Well, where it lists, it lists like different burgers from the best burger of each state, right? So I always look, I'm like, all right, let me check out the burgers uh, from the states where I have been. Uh, I have never heard of the one that was in California, and I think it's in L.A. Correct. Now, this, to be fair, was not part of the list. It's just something that I, I went looking. It's like, oh, you know, you read this thing about burgers and you want a burger, right? So I went looking for burgers. But you're right. I'll give you what they say for Philadelphia and it's a little different, but it just had me thinking, oh, well, let me go grab a burger because I'm, I'm hungry for one. And I stumbled across this Philadelphia burger, and I'm thinking, I've been in Philly now for 18 years at least, and at no point have I ever seen somebody sit down and order a burger, cheeseburger, plain burger, and have of all things, Philadelphia cream cheese on it. I just don't even know how that would work. So Pennsylvania Village Whiskey is the burger, is the pub in Philly. And I know for a fact they ain't putting cream cheese on that burger. That burger is insanely good. And if you are ever in Philadelphia, they do have 
this blue cheese. It's see, it's blue cheese. People, I think, are, are mistaking blue cheese for cream cheese, thinking, oh, well, if blue cheese works, then cream cheese works. This How can you mistake it? They have a completely different taste. Cream it, cheese texture. is good. No, cream cheese is good. Blue cheese is nasty. Well, hold on a second. You can't put bl- cream cheese on a burger. No, no, I've never heard of that. All right, well, this this is it. I'm reading this from a menu of a local establishment here, the Philadelphia you put, Burger. You can put cream cheese on a bagel. Uh, cream cheese and uh, pretzels are really good. I even have had uh, poured a jar of salsa on top of yeah, cream jalapeno cheese. jalapeno dip and, 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 well, and use a that. popper. You've had a popper before, Of course, right? and those are good. Yeah, they are good because it's not red meat, because it's not a burger or a cheesesteak. This is the menu item, your choice of meat. Philadelphia cream cheese, bacon, lettuce, and tomato served with French fries. Well, you're going to have to do some investigative reporting, I think. So it's funny you bring this up because... You're heading there tonight. I, well, I put a tweet out, right? And Mike Bayonano, I, I hope I'm not butchering your name, Mike. You did. At Mike right. Bayonano. He'll forgive you. He says, I own a pizza burger shop in Chester County, which is right outside of Philadelphia downtown philly a nice juicy burger crisp lettuce a perfectly toasted brioche burger bun i can totally see a thin slab of block cream cheese in between there somewhere i wouldn't serve it to my clientele but i would definitely get stoned and try it that's from mike on twitter well now, okay you know what okay, look at the last line well yes that's exactly so i that's called the difference i said well what's your shop are you open maybe i can come by and try it on a video so it's moms and, and the burger. I know moms. Right? And the burger. Well, that's the idea is I would go there. I would have somebody film me eating the Philadelphia burger. And I've had a couple of people, Philadelphia people, say, oh, well, I've tried it. But don't knock it until you try it. I don't think that holds up for everything. Like, don't knock it until you try it should not hold this? up You know what? Everything. But, yeah, here's the thing. I, I could respond to your tweet and say that. How do you know it's true? What I think some people are going to say it just to say it because they're going to be that they're going to be that guy or that girl. It's like, oh no, don't knock until you try it, even yeah. though they, they themselves have not tried and, it. Well, that's that's why they're just I, flexing I pushed, their Twitter muscles, correct? And that's why for others, I didn't push back. But Mike, as a shop owner, oh, if he's offering, well, yes. you got to take him up on it. And they specialize in cheesesteaks and hoagies, grinders oh, or God. subs, depending on where you live. Yeah, man, that country. sounds so good right now. A cheesesteak? Yeah, we should be talking about this during this this time of the day. Well, it's right now 8.45. The earliest it can be for people listening in this country is 8.45. The latest is 11.46 right now where I'm sitting in Philly. Either yep. way, I think you can justify a steak, right? A cheesesteak. Oh, you can justify a steak any time of the day. Haven't you ever heard of steak and eggs? Well, yes, but it's a little different. Well, have you ever heard of a breakfast steak? Where it's like steak and eggs and then ketchup. It's it's basically like a, a steak and an egg, but it's put in a sandwich. If you're daring enough, any steak could be a breakfast steak. Well, I'm curious because when I did morning radio, I worked with a guy, Anthony, Anthony Gargano. And he had... No mob ties? The mo- no. <laughs> What's Philadelphia? So chances are your last name is going to be Irish or Italian. It's just Philadelphia. But Anthony... Had the strangest, most bizarre. I love him to death. Like he's an amazing guy. But he had the. He didn't eat breakfast. He never ate breakfast. I don't think he ate breakfast his entire life. He's a little older than me, and I don't think he ever ate breakfast. So 
we're doing a show from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and it's like 7.30 in the morning, and he's hungry. And we lived, we worked in this building, I should say, so there was a, a shop on the first floor that would serve breakfast. They would specifically make us pizza and bring us pizza at 7.38 in the morning. Steaks from last night, he'd bring in. Somebody would, you know, drop off hoagies or steaks or something. He wouldn't finish it or eat them all, so he'd bring them in. I, I've never seen this before, but I guarantee you, like me, if you work with somebody who doesn't eat breakfast in those breakfast hours, you'd be amazed at how great lunch and dinner tastes at 8, 9 in the morning. You know what it sounds like to me? Somebody needs to grab this guy and take him to a Waffle House. No, he, he's to not. To an the IHOP, gra- to a Denny's. No, you just got to take him. He's just not say, the Let's grabbable go. guy. You know, he, he'd probably punch me if I grabbed him. Because of mop ties. No, he's a mop ties. Get out of here. Not come on, that's stereotypical. Not everybody with a vowel with their last name. Uh, I'm allowed to be stereotypical. I'm Italian. Culver? I thought you yeah, were Culver, Irish. Culver and is German. English. Yeah, my mom's maiden name was Fiello. Okay, well that's very Italian. That's very Italian. Very much so. Very Italian. Mop ties. Would you see here's the thing. The reason why I'm I'm most upset about this is because Philadelphia is being attached to this burger, and you're right. I'm now seeing people respond on social with that, well, I don't need to prove it, so I'm just going to flex, knowing that they wouldn't eat a slab of cream cheese anywhere near a burger no one, or a steak. No one in their right mind, no one with a good conscience would put cream cheese on a burger. However, we're saying this, it's probably delicious. I'm going to go to Mom's. I'm going to go over the weekend, Mom's in Honeybrook. Is that right? what it's called? I thought, I thought you were just saying, you are just bragging. I'm going to my mom's house. like, oh, no. lucky you. No, my mom would. Mine lives 24 me. hours away. I can't go see her. She's in Southern California. Just Moms is the name, actually. Just Moms? Yeah. God, you, the, you know what? It's going to be good. I, I'm going to say it right now. I'm, I'll put it out on there. It's going to be good. I'll tell you, I already know why it's going to be good. Is because this is one of those burger stands that you can get ice cream and milkshakes. I'm, I'm going to send you the link of it. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, I might, maybe I'll make a road trip. Now, here's the thing. Am I going to come in on Monday and offer up an apology? Yes. Do you honestly see that happening? I think, I, I think yes. I think you will. Is it, is it one of his menu items? No, no, no. He's making he's one just of gonna, his Just okay. Mom's burgers Ooh, and adding huh. cream cheese on top of it. All right. Now, now, now I don't know. I thought this was a menu item of his. No, that he, no, no. He Remember, has a burger that has cream cheese on it. This is the guy who said he wouldn't serve it on his menu, but he would try it if he was all lit up. Low key faded, bro. And you're gonna and you're gonna join him. Well, just for the burger. I well maybe maybe I need to join him for the pregame as well as the burger at this point. I think you should. I think so. Right now, I'm gonna film it. I'll put it up there. We'll get the audio as well. And if it's worthy enough for the show, then we you're, can. Run you're it. gonna film post pregame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to incriminate myself. Although, I, I, yeah, exactly. I don't even go down that line. CBD is not going to work. It's a placebo anyway. So it would have to be the real thing in order. But, again, Mike has to provide everything, right? Like, I'm not coming there. Expect It's not BYOB, right? Bring your right. own burger or bring your own bud. Exactly. So, <laughs> boy, I can't believe this at all, that I w- would be in a situation where I would apologize. I will say this. You'll see it on the video. I, you know what? Funny enough, I think on Monday, I think you're apologizing. We should take bets. What's, what, uh, what odds are you giving? All right. Well, let's see. 
the likelihood that cream cheese works on a burger is less is probably closer to nil than anything, right? So I would think that no, me apologizing on Monday would would probably be the favorite. Dare I say, heavy favorite? So I probably so you're you're already on board. You're already leaning. I mean, if you're setting these odds right now and you're already claiming that you apologizing is the heavy favorite. No, 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 you me are, not apologizing. See, this is, oh, you mean not apologizing yes, is the heavy favorite. I, right, because nine out of ten people on Twitter, including you and me on this show, have said, no, the, the concept of cream cheese on a cheeseburger simply doesn't work. So that's why I would say it's at yeah, minus Yeah, but you know what? Uh, you know what? But it's, it's one of those that it just might be crazy enough to work. Well, I guarantee you everything but the cream cheese at Just Moms is going to be fantastic. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I can probably – you can guarantee that all day. Um, when you have – when you put like a slice of cheddar or a slice of pepper jack or a slice of American, whatever your go-to cheese is, once it's melted, it, it's, just, it's just melted cheese. And cream cheese will do the same thing, right? If you put like a thin slice of block cream cheese mm-hmm. on there. It's just going to well, melt right into the burger, into the bun. This, I don't know if it's going to melt. Because then remember, that could be, it, a, ooh, you know, I'm like, that could be a great time. I might actually do that. Here's the thing. Well, I'm going to make my, own, to my own burger here. I want you to film it, all right? Because I don't believe you until I see a, a actual shot of you eating no, I'll this film thing. it. And your face is going to look like, I don't know if you saw the Twitch. Shout out to Cal, who is our uh, associate producer on this end, putting together all the clips and stuff for both Twitch and Anchor on the audio. I don't know if you saw the Twitch clip that Cal cut of when the mug actually broke. No. Rock- is, it, is it up? You have it, that up? It's, it's up. I'm, I'll send it to you on the DM. I actually tweeted it so I can find it and then tag you or just respond with your tag. But you can see my face smiling and laughing in response to what Ryan Ballinger says on the interview. Go to an immediate just like a toddler after he's been told that he can't have dessert. The this, cha- it's the one clip, the one time I've ever heard anything where like it coincides with what with what's going on with, with what Balanji was saying. All right, so I, I uh, just tagged you on that so you can see that. I guarantee you, my face is going to look similar. Where on video you're going to see me smiling. All right, let me take a big bite of this, and then all the cream cheese is dominant. That's what I'm afraid of. Blue cheese is strong, but it's not dominant on a burger. Cheddar, Monterey Jack, even Swiss, that won't dominate. It will complement. The problem I have is I think this whole thing with Philadelphia cream cheese, as much of a farce as it is that it's labeled a Philadelphia burger, I think it's not going to work. We'll see. If I apologize on Monday, you know I will stand correct, but I, I do not think. I think it's minus 300, no, plus 250, yes, that I'll apologize. Now, where do you go? You still say yes, even though those odds are pretty high? Yeah, I'm still, th- I'm still thinking yes. I'm still thinking that it, that for whatever reason, cream cheese is just just crazy enough to work. All right, we've got a bunch of people responding on Twitter. I also have a very good tweet regarding the KBO and where we are now with MLB. We'll get to that. Wrap the hour next. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So I can't be the only one that 
sees a name trend and think the worst, right? And I don't mean like, oh, this person said something stupid. I, I just, it's always the worst. Tim Allen was trending, I think, yesterday. George Clinton is trending right now. And I see George Clinton trending, and I'm thinking, oh, no. It's that Denzel gif, right? Oh, man. Yet still, that is is as popular as it gets and constantly gets retweeted. There'll be somebody trending just because somebody puts out a poll. Tim Allen or some John Ritter, all-time sitcom star. And the next thing you know, Tim Allen trends as a result of that and continues to trend because 100,000 people respond with, oh, I saw Tim Allen trending and thought he was dead. He's not. And then that Denzel. No, thankfully, this has nothing to do with George Clinton's passing and something completely different. But right away, I see this tweet that's gone viral. Man, I saw George Clinton trending and my heart stopped. And it's the Denzel thing again. It's just ruined anything. I always am looking on the trends, and anytime I see a name, especially an older name, you just you think the worst. Oh, my goodness. Great tweet from at Bipolar. Bipolar legend's been all over the show on Twitter today. KBO told the players one positive test, the entire league shuts down. Yet to have a positive test. It's money and arrogance. Yeah, we'll touch on that second hour. Jared Weiss in the NBA and fake news jammed in the second hour here on the second level on Sports Map Radio. This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second-level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second, level the second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Second hour, we've got fake news with Ron Culver 20 minutes from now. 1240 Eastern. Jared Weiss is going to join us. Talk about the big Celtics-Bucks game today, but also the return of the league, last night's action. There's a lot going on with the return of the NBA. As you can imagine, it's a whirlwind right now. It's a frenzy. We also have Major League Baseball calling off yet another game. Six teams in action tonight. Not in action. Six teams held out, including the Phillies, fall out with the Philadelphia Marlins, and also separately, it looks like, having a coach and member of the organization test positive, delaying everything. Major League Baseball is basically taking this step by step. The bubble seems to be working. The bubble seems to be working so well that Dallas has now opted in on a bubble. Not the city of Dallas, not the show of Dallas. That was a good show. Not the Mavericks who are already in their own bubble in Orlando, but the cheerleaders for the Dallas Cowboys training in a bubble. This is why the bubble works, MLB. Anybody hopeful trying out to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader this year will have to enter a training camp bubble, much like the NBA and NHL. 50 women, 29 vets, 21 rooks. 
quarantined together at one spot. Now, this is a television show I would watch. You want to put behind the scenes, welcome to the bubble, something like that. I would watch this. Yes, there is definitely the superficial element of watching women compete for a cheerleading spot that I'm sure will appeal to the average NFL fan. However, I'm just saying as far as putting more people like that in a bubble and watching and just following along the process, hundreds of people every year are trying out for this. They learn dozens of routines. They go through extensive training all inside the bubble. We still don't know where the bubble is. 36 women make up the squad. That's a lot right there. See, you're learning things. You'll learn a lot more in this short segment. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Saw this interesting number regarding the NHL running the best of five series in the first round, which makes sense. Another good thing that the NHL is doing, moving things along and limiting space in that bubble as much as possible. And this, of course, is on the same breath or vein, I guess, of Major League Baseball last night, agreeing to the seven-inning doubleheaders. Some of this stuff makes sense. Some of it just looks reactionary. Why now? You see, here's the problem that I've had with Major League Baseball. This isn't sitting up and taking pot shots at a league as they go step-by-step trying to return. This is continuing to point out routine ignorance and just not being prepared, ill preparation for this season. How in the world? Here's the thing. How in the world? It's a two-step process. Has Major League Baseball come into this season without any type of protocol to prevent what happened in Miami? And then from there, once they do realize that worst-case scenario could happen, how do they not have any protocol that bounces on that? How do they not have any protocol that will further and prevent anything more catastrophic from happening? And I'll just say something simple, which is if you know there is a strong possibility, and this is why they didn't prepare for it, if you know there is a strong possibility that what happened with the Marlins could happen, and if you even look at that situation, forget after the fact, after it happened with the Marlins, I'm saying before, before the season even starts, when you're having these negotiations with the union. Well, what happens if one team gets a couple of cases and then it spreads, and next thing you know, we've got 19 cases on the team? What happens then? I don't think that question was even asked. And if it was, the person in charge didn't hear it or chose not to. And probably a bunch of people thought, ah, don't worry about it. We won't get to that point. Let's just continue this thing. i got to get home. Come on. What are we doing here? Or on a Zoom meeting. Uh, Come on. People try probably at that point faking the bad connection on the Zoom, you know, shaking the laptop screen or doing something, minimizing and you know, messing with the camera on top or having somebody. The best thing to do if you're trying to get out of the Zoom thing is to have somebody come behind the actual lens so only you see them and the person or the people on the Zoom do not, and they kind of flicker the camera a little bit. Use paper, use something like that, maybe even a lighter. You'd be surprised how that looks like just your network or connection is going down. The problem Major League Baseball has.
has is one that they had and continues to have moving forward, which is, well, if something happens, we'll just react when it happens. The seven-inning doubleheaders that they've just ratified now five, six games into the season should have been in place alongside protocol in place. But instead, you've got, well, let's just wait until something happens and, and then we can react accordingly. Dan Rosen tweeted this, at D. Rosen NHL. The NHL hasn't contested a best-of-five series since 1986. And check this out. In the 56 best-of-five series contested in the 80s, the team that won game one uh, went on to win the series 49 times. That's 87.5%. So, yeah, game one is kind of important. Think about what we're dealing with in the NHL playoffs. This is, again, another reason why baseball had a shot. They blew it. They blew it. Now, what's a more famous you blew it? Is it Adam Sandler in Billy Madison? Or is it Robert De Niro in Copland? You blew it! Remember when Adam Sandler, they're on the phone, and he's trying to get one of the kids to ask the teacher if she likes, it's not Vicky Vale, that's uh, Batman, if she likes Adam Sandler, Billy Madison? And the kid fumbles and, and messes the phone up, and he hangs up, and Sandler looks at him and goes, You blew it! Now, the other one, of course, is Robert De Niro. In Copland, one of the most underrated roles he has played in his career. I stand by that statement. You blew it, Sheriff! You blew it! Both. It's the first two things and the only two things uh, that come to mind whenever that phrase is used. They blew it. You blew it. It's either Adam Sandler or Robert De Niro. Now, as far as the NHL is concerned, something that has not been blown by any chance, the bubble is actually going to heighten this up even more, raise the bar of expectation and importance even more. You don't have home ice. You don't. Just like there's no home court down in Orlando, you don't have home ice. So... All of these best-of-five series were played in a scenario where you had a home ice. And it was so much easier, or a little easier, or just easier, for a home team to get out ahead of that other team and win game one at home. You've got your home ice, you've got your fans, you're living at home, you're staying at home, you're going to the stadium after a nice meal, whatever the case may be. You're not stuck and jammed in some hotel. Now, everything is even. I wonder if we watch the NHL, at least the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, play out any different because there's no home ice. You can kind of take it one of two ways. Either way, I think it's going to be way more exciting now in this situation than any best-of-five series has ever been in the NHL, simply because you're either in Toronto or Edmonton. And everything else, as far as any advantage you have outside of who you are putting out on the ice, is out the window. But you have very little time right now for any of the teams trying to do something. And the beauty of this sport is you can slide in and still even go on and win a cup. But you don't have much time. This is a nice, easy ramp up, if you will, for the NBA. Eight games, probably a little too much just to get things going. Watch as we get into game six and seven. 
how many minutes you see stars play, especially if they're getting a little older in their career. I'd imagine that LeBron is not going to play as many minutes as he did last night in Game 7 or 8, especially when everything is locked up. But the NHL, you can't afford to do that for two reasons. One, because like the NBA restart and any restart, you are coming out of the middle or really close to the end of your regular season, this huge break. You just need your legs. You need your conditioning. You need your body to work alongside your brain. The other part is this number. Until proven otherwise, 87.5% of the teams that won game one in the best of five, 56 of them over the 80s, went on to win the series. Now, how much of that is due to home ice? That's the variable that we don't know. If, in fact, we see the, quote, road team come out, get game one, based off history, that's enough. And I I tell you, it's not going to happen moving forward. But this is why neutral sites, if done correctly, mind you, correctly, make the difference. In these sports specifically, in the NHL and the NBA, it's why having the championship or the Stanley Cup, it'll never happen, and I'm not going to waste 20 minutes pounding the desk saying, oh, what a great idea. It would work. Trust me, it would work. Just look at the Super Bowl. If you've ever been to a Super Bowl, not media row, you know, leading up to all that, but the actual game, I can't tell I would say 70%, maybe 65% of the stadium is full of people that don't root for the two teams that are playing. Doesn't mean that they're the loudest. Doesn't mean that they're most visible. Doesn't mean that you'll see them more on television during the broadcast. They'll go to that wacky, crazy Seahawks or Eagles or Patriots fan in paint and wearing the shoulder pads, whatever it may be. They'll go to them, and probably often. But the crowd is as corporate as it gets because it's a one-time thing. And it's this huge event because it's a one-time thing. You stretch a seven-game series for the NHL and the NBA at a neutral site. You can rotate it just like the Super Bowl. You can bring it to different cities in each respective sport. What changes is home court, home ice. Now think about how important you just saw with that number or heard technically, if you're watching on Twitch, twitch.tv slash show, you can see we haven't broken anything today, which is a good thing. Zero. Now we're actually one day. We're almost through. We're 39 minutes away from moving that one to a two. I should put a sign up behind me on the panel behind me, on the wall behind me with all the Eagle stuff on there. You know, one of those signs you see at a warehouse, zero yes. days or 30 days since incident, right? Or without incident, right? Yeah, without an incident. Right. We are now one day. We have gone one full Thursday without an incident, and we are trying desperately to get through these 38 minutes without incident. Now, incident is me breaking something, physically breaking something, right? Us saying something on the air, and to be fair, we've been pretty good, knock on wood, but that doesn't count as an incident, does it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then now we have to broaden the term of incident. Me breaking something on this end or, you know, the dog knocking over the camera or something well, like I don't, that. Well, you know, I don't think we can blame anything on the dog. He's, you know, before you and I started doing this show, the dog would come over. He's since, I don't think he just likes the sound of my voice. Or maybe it's loud. me. Because you said before I started doing the show. Yeah, but he can't hear you. Remember, only I can hear you in my headphones and the people that are watching the show on Twitch 
can hear you. Or maybe he can. Maybe that's Because the... dogs have really sensitive hearing, and I'm sounding like a dog whistle to him. And he's just far and far away. He used to yeah, come over he's here. just running away. He doesn't do it anymore. He used oh, you to gotta jump blame on me. me. You got to blame me. Well, he did it during a TV hit, and that was, uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah, just... it was on. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that was me. So this is, uh, what's the woman's name from a current affair who had Kramer going crazy? Into his fit. The voice of, it was the woman on a current affair. And I can't remember her name. Neither can I. But that's what you're saying is your voice is triggering my dog. Okay. I, it's, it's a new phenomenon to me, but maybe, look, he's not over here bothering me. So that's a good thing. So I actually, while you think it's a negative, I actually think it's a positive. I read that tweet at Bipolar Legend. Was it uh, Tracy Grimshaw? No, no, no. It was... Jana Went. I, I just Googled current affair host. No. I feel like it was somebody else. Like a more oh, that's an famous Aust- This name. is the Australian current affair. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, like, I don't know who those people are. No, there was a famous woman who was the host of it. Orig- oh, Maureen, is it Maureen O'Boyle? That doesn't sound right from the Seinfeld, right? See, this is going to be the problem. Yes. Is it Maureen O'Boyle? My God, where did you pull that from? Uh, yeah, because it was uh, Maury Povich was first. Right. Then, uh, then Maureen O'Boyle replaced Maury. Then it's Jim Ryan, Penny Daniels, John Scott, Tim Green. Okay. So your choices are between Maureen O'Boyle, Penny Daniels. The fact that you said Maureen O'Boyle leads me to believe that, that was, that's the one. So apparently it's not Maureen O'Boyle, and I don't think it's actually a You don't think it's a current affair? Because it's, no, it's actually Mary Hart. Oh, that was Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight. Thank you. See, I knew if I got it right as far as the host, you would get the show right. So it was Entertainment Tonight, Mary Hart, and that's what's happening right now. Whenever Ron Culver speaks, my dog is turning into Kramer. It's like Mary Hart is on television, and he's just he spazzes out and, and gets out of the room. All right, did you know, did you know that she was uh, Miss South Dakota in 1970? No, I did not. Semi-finalist. Uh, Miss America, nineteen seventy-one. No, no, not at all. How about this one? That's more impressive than the current affair, isn't it? Married to Bert Sugarman, the boxing promoter. Yeah, right. That mean, is there another? No, Bert? no. You're, you said Bert Sugar. Bert Sugarman. Oh, Sugarman. I think Sugarman. Sugarman's a producer. Is he? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm mixing him up with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sugar. Yeah, me too. I thought you said sugar. That's what I thought it was at first. I was like, I didn't know that. Mary Hart enjoys dinner date with husband Bert Sugarman, August 21st, 2019. Look at that. Check out our gallery to see photos of the former Miss South Dakota. Was she known for this? I thought that a current affair would probably be a big one. Yeah, maybe this is what she's known for. How old is Mary Hart? Like 70-something. Really? She looks really good. Oh, she's 69. She'll be, she's turning 70 this year. My goodness. Good for Mary. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We'll talk to Jared Weiss. Covers the NBA, the Celtics, all things about the league returning in 14 minutes. Fake news with Ron Culver next here on the second level. So can I ask you a question? 
Fake News with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Colbert. Well, it's Friday, so you know what that means, right? When we get towards the end of the week, Aton? That you're out of stories? I'm out of stories. No, when it's uh, when we get towards the end of uh, when we get towards the end of the week, I, I kind of stray towards a themed. Oh, that's right. Fake news. I'm not trying yes. to make a habit out of it though, but it happened again. <laughs> so I'm just well, gonna. I, I'll I just like pull my themes. best Britney impression and go. Oops, I did it again. Well, that's fine. That wasn't a bad. Was that better than Tony's Fauci? Your Britney? Uh, no. Okay. No, Tony's Fauci. I mean, I I did you know decide to dress the part. The oops, I did again. So I am wearing the uh, bright red spandex onesie. God, Got my okay. hair up in a ponytail. You're not wearing the pink hair or anything else. I don't have oh, pink the hair. No, backwards or something. No, okay. no, 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 no. No one's giving me a dollar for that yet. <laughs> That's true. All right. So I'm curious. Let's go. What are the themes? All right. Let's see. We'll see if you can figure it out. All right. Story number one. Is this true or not? Is it fake news? A New Zealand Domino's Pizza ran a campaign that led to an uprising of Karens in the Kiwi Nation. Okay. This is a pizza place. Is it a Domino's? Domino's. I said a Domino's. A New Zealand Domino's Pizza ran a campaign. Have you ever had Domino's in another country? I've had no, Domino's. No, I've never had in Domino's. Ecuador, never had Domino's. Different. Okay. Did it? Curious. Yeah, it did. It did. It actually tasted better. Actually, uh, as far as uh, delivery pizza goes, delivery chain pizza goes, I prefer Domino's right now. We have one that's uh, around the house, uh, around the corner from us. We're probably going to order from it tonight cuz it's not it's, the the crust is actually really good and that's what yeah. I'm more into. Okay. Okay. So, what was the campaign that got everybody up in arms? <laughs> The campaign was they decided that, you know, Karen's have been getting a bad rap lately. So they decided to uh, have a questionnaire and give out a free pizza to all the nice Karens that are out there. So all you had to do was fill out this questionnaire to get your free pizza if your name was Karen. And I'll bet you never guess what happened. Hmm. They ran out of pizza. No, the Karens of New Zealand, and I'm using that. I'm using that Karens in quotation. Yeah, in air quotes. Came out. Uh, demanded to demanded to speak to the managers because it was only for real Karens, not for actual <laughs> Karens. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, if that's a fake story, you might just have to drop the mic, and we need to find a new segment because that I, I don't know if you would top if you created that. Now, again, if you tweak the detail, it's a little different, but that's a hell of a story. So, what happened at the? Do we even know how this thing concluded or no? No, we don't know how it concluded just yet. Okay, but I mean, well, actually, I mean, we do know the part of the conclusion. I don't know if uh, anything else is going to be done about it, but the Domino's in New Zealand dropped the program. Or Got drop the okay. uh, the campaign. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, story number two. A man who repurposed a Chick-fil-A sandwich into a Taco Bell crunch wrap has caused a social media uprising. Wait a second. So clearly the theme is food this today, right? No, uprisings. Oh, uprising. Well, what, what exactly was the sandwich or technically meal that caused the he, uprising? Okay, I think he took two sacred things and made one unholy combination, and that's what people are upset about. What was the two? He took, sacred- he took a he took some uh, Chick fil A 
sandwich or a Chick-fil-A chicken and decided to marry that into a Taco Bell crunch wrap, which is held sacred to people who like Taco Bell. And since he combined those two, a lot of people took to social media like Instagram or TikTok uh, were commenting on his videos going, how ungodly is this? I think they came with the same fever and fervor as putting cream cheese on a burger. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I once had, so I mentioned that show I did in the morning, and every Thursday, Wendy's came by to provide meals. Now, this is a meal for the morning show. I watched every Thursday Brian Baldinger, who I love to death, Baldy, discard a chicken, two chicken sandwiches, and discard a burger, the buns, and make his sandwich basically a hamburger with the two chicken patties as buns. Yeah. They actually, I, who did, so there was a I restaurant a bra- that did that Like for McDonald's, a while. I think, did that. Yeah, that was, right? that's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. All right, what's the third one? Because Third story, said. another day, another monkey uprising. No. This time it's the snow monkeys of Japan who are taking over hot springs located in Joshinetsu Kogan National Park. Have you ever seen those pictures of little monkeys? Or no. They, they literally go into these hot springs You just and they just sit there. They just soak. They're like into their necks. But apparently uh, um, any human visitors coming by, they usher them away, push them away, or get violent towards them and keeping the hot springs for themselves. Got it. Boy, would you really tempt me with another fake monkey story? I think story... Now I'm, I'm I'm torn. Story two was fake yesterday, so you're not going to go story two. I'm going to say the last one is fake. But I wouldn't be shocked if you tweaked a little bit of, a, like, a couple of details in story one is fake. But I'll still say the last one is fake. So you're going with story number three. I am going with story number three. See, I told you this is going to be a great weekend for you because you you nailed it. Not bad, man. Yeah, story three is fake. Those are really good, though. Story uh, one, I think we need to talk a little more about. We, right? we might have to jump into that a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> we, might, might, we might have to take on the Karens of the world and have Karens start calling our managers. See, you can't keep talking and expect me to hit this thing on the post. I don't even know where we are right now. Jared Weiss next. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Couple of big ones on the slate today. Just so happy to have this game back. Especially because you don't have to worry about gross incompetence like we're dealing with every single second in Major League Baseball. Two good games last night. The battle for L.A., capped it all off at the end and now we're fully inundated deep into an NBA schedule leading up to of course the actual playoffs and we go out to the progressive guest line you can read Jared Weiss on the athletic covering all things Celtics at Jared Weiss NBA you can hear him on the Grant and Taco show the daily ding is back as well Jared Aton Shander a pleasure to chat again thank you for the time today hope all is well man with you and yours the NBA is back. How could anything be other than well? 
You know, it's, it's amazing how bright of a positive light it shines on our lives. That Imagine having to cover MLB. You couldn't come on and make that statement to me today. <laughs> I couldn't make that statement ever. I'd be half asleep during the game. <laughs> but, yeah, the NBA, the bubble, the bubble life is working pretty well so far. What are you hearing as far as if it's guys in, on the Celtics or just overall in the league? Has the climate or, or at least the, the temper temperament changed with players? I know there was a lot of apprehension, and rightfully so, leaving your home to go down to the bubble. But since it's working, at least on the surface so far, have feelings kind of changed about playing and, and going to work now in the bubble? Yeah, I mean, I think that there was just a lot of apprehension because – there was a tremendous unknown, and then they got down there, and the NBA's program was very well run, very well executed. After they were able to stop uh, quarantining, they got they got to just hang out at, at some beautiful luxury resorts at Disney World. So I think they're pretty happy with it. They're basically at a super luxurious AAU camp right now. So they seem to be having pretty fun with it. I think, obviously, the issue is going to be as time goes on and players are missing, um, let's say, a lot of the comforts that come outside of the bubble, then that's when you're going to start running into some issues. But for now, I think they're going to be just fine. We talked a little bit about this with the NHL and touched on it with the NBA, but I wanted to wait for our conversation now. Do you think that there will ever be a developed home court advantage in this bubble, or are we simply looking at the benefits and really obviously circumstantial, of course, because of COVID, but what could be a benefit of having games, especially in the playoffs or a championship level, on a neutral site where you don't have a home court? Yeah, I was disappointed that there doesn't seem to be anything really given for home court besides they get to choose their own music, essentially, and they get their own graphics. But I was someone who was advocating for, you know, currently whoever wins the tip-off, the other team starts with the ball the next quarter. I was in favor of just having the home team get the ball at the start of every single quarter so that way they get an extra couple possessions and they get a very small but predictable uh, advantage right there but it doesn't look like there's going to be any sort of real home court advantage which is really bad news for say maybe a philadelphia 76ers team (laughs) who had by far the best home record in the nba almost a historically great home record in the nba uh and then was horrible on the road but we have no idea how that's going to impact these teams because there's no travel there's pretty, you know, pretty consistent facilities that they get to use. There's all sorts of stuff like that. So a lot of the kind of natural attrition that comes with traveling that feeds into that home court advantage isn't really there right now. Yeah, I was trying not to mention Philly just because I, I'm one of the people, and there are a lot of people in this city that believe their their road record is going to be more a representation of what happens in the bubble than not. I'm more focused, though, and don't tell anybody in Philly I said this, Jared, because I'll deny it, but – The Celtics, at least when they're healthy, I know that they have a core group that hasn't played together, and it seems like nobody's played together in ages, but the final six or seven games, they weren't all intact. It looks like everybody now is intact. How much of this first game do you think would be an indicator to see how Boston can truly hang with Milwaukee? Because I think Boston has the best shot of all the teams in the East to upset Milwaukee. Yeah, they probably do have the best shot because of the way that they're designed. They're designed for playoff basketball with their top-heavy roster. Um, but, I mean, right now, you know, Jason Tatum still looks pretty rusty shooting the ball. Their defense is just not up to speed. And obviously against Milwaukee, 
all the things that they do well defensively are the things that they have to really prioritize against that team. And right now, they're just not quite there. And then Kemba Walker's playing on a minutes limit. So there's a few factors that make me think that this, is, this Celtics team is just not the team that they're going to be, you know, a couple months from now if they manage to get to Milwaukee. So I wouldn't read too much into this. But if they do get their butts kicked, then that's obviously, I think that's obviously a bad sign. But if they lose by 12 points or something like that, I probably wouldn't see that as a major warning sign. The line is pretty tight. Uh, I see it fluctuating four, four and a half. Depending on if you want to pay for it, you can get it up to five. Uh, Are you surprised or do you think that has something to do with the indication of clearly no home court? And this is more talent versus talent, especially, as you said, despite the minutes restriction with Kemba, more of a top-heavy roster with Boston. I was a little surprised that it was that tight. Yeah, I guess it's not too surprising because they split the season series so far, and they're lost in Milwaukee. They they mounted a pretty huge comeback, and I think they lost that game by about five points. So they, you know, the line pretty much fits with what the last game's loss was. I, I think it's pretty reasonable. But but again, you know, in that in that game, Kemba Walker was so crucial to leading that comeback by just chucking up three after three after three and hitting a lot of them and. Even if Kemba Walker does look better than he did in those last few games, he's going to be playing 14 to 20 minutes, according to Brad Stevens. So he's just not even going to be on the court enough to make enough of a numerical impact in order to keep this tight. So I, it's a tough call on that, but I'd probably take the under on that five. Okay, so let's look at it this way. Jared, how does Boston win this game tonight against the Bucks? Uh, Jason Tatum is on fire. They're able to load up heavy on Giannis up at the top of the arc and not let him get that, that, you know, that single dribble into the paint with those two long strides where he gets from the top of the arc to the restricted circle in one dribble. If they can cut off those plays, that's how they win this game. You know, it's all about preventing Giannis from scoring 38 points in transition like he usually does. Do you think that the Bucks come out with, with any, I hate to use the term hangover, right, but, but any, rust of their own everybody sat out and and everybody is dealing with the restart despite the couple of scrimmages that they had i wonder if milwaukee because of how dominant and powerful they were if they need a ramp up game or two to kind of get in and i know bledsoe status is up in the air doesn't look like he'll play so i I wonder if that if maybe they're they need a little kick in the butt as well and that's where boston can jump in and take advantage yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Bledsoe because Bledsoe being out would be a huge advantage for Kemba Walker, but then again, Kemba Walker is right. only going to play a certain amount of time, right. so we can't really take advantage of that. Um, but, you know, the one thing is I, I've generally felt, and a lot of people around the league I've talked to have felt the same way, that they expect the athletic players that their game is built around attacking the rim and drawing fouls. They expect those players to be the ones that really shine early on here because, one, you don't have to find the touch on your shot if you're not relying on your shot. And, two, defenses are a little bit sluggish right now. And when defenses are slow or they're late, or they're late to rotate over, they start reaching and they start fouling. And Giannis is Giannis – is, like Giannis could get 20 free throw attempts a night if he really wanted to in this bubble. And so that just – it just pretends really well for – the Bucks playing their game, not to mention the Bucks defense, again, is built around funneling three-point shooters towards the middle and forcing them to take those shots or take long twos. And while the Celtics offense is designed to attack those deep drop defenses like Milwaukee plays, and they tend to force Milwaukee to mix it up and try to get really aggressive up high with their defense, 
Boston also probably is just not going to be in as rhythm as they usually would be, so they probably can't take advantage of that mis- of that mismatch as much as they usually would. So because of those factors, I do think Milwaukee has a pretty clear advantage here. It's definitely not the normal postseason. I get that, but LeBron and media and fans alike pushing, and rightfully so, I'm on that camp too. No asterisk, nothing like that. This is a full-on playoffs despite it being in Orlando. With that said, Jared, what's at stake this year, this season specifically for the Celtics. You mentioned the Sixers. We know if they don't get out of the second round, Brett Brown is gone. There might be some changes. Miami, some older players. Elsewhere, you know, what happens in Toronto? What's specifically at stake if the Celtics don't live up to expectations this postseason? It's funny because they've already exceeded the expectations coming into the season so well that there isn't really much at stake for them right now. They really want to win, obviously, this year. But ownership and management coming into the season was calling the season essentially a bridge year to being a contender next year. And they're, they're like, I would say they're probably a half step ahead of where they wanted to be and still a half step behind where they want to be because they have the talent to be as dominant a team as the Bucks are. But right now they're just a little bit below that. But they're clearly well above the kind of bridgier non-contender team that they thought they were going to be coming into the season because right now they're clearly a borderline contender. There's, you know, I would say Milwaukee and the two L.A. teams are the clear contenders. And then you have Toronto, Boston, maybe Denver as that tier kind of right below them. So they, they have an outside shot. And it's funny you mentioned the asterisk thing because – Inherently, there shouldn't be an asterisk in this situation. This is going to be a really difficult championship for any of these teams to win. But that can change if there is a COVID outbreak or there are, there are a ton of injuries to the point that nobody is really healthy and you have a kind of ridiculous run where you have, like, for instance, the Dallas Mavericks winning the championship because everybody else got hurt. And so we saw last year the Raptors were really good, but they, they won the championship because – Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. That's the, the main reason why they won the championship. And it doesn't take a, and I don't think anybody felt that that championship deserved an asterisk. And that was a championship that was heavily affected by injuries. And there's been plenty of those throughout the year. So that's why I don't think that's a valid reason, but if you have a COVID outbreak where half of the league stars have to sit out, then that's where things could come into play. And don't forget the, the Celtics, if they are making a deep run and they're facing Milwaukee in the conference finals, they're most likely going to lose Gordon Hayward because he's going to be having a son in September. And so they're going to have to probably lose him right in the middle of a playoff battle. And that's going to be a major problem for them. Do you think Hayward picks up from where he left off at the break? It looks like it. Um, he's, he's another one of those guys that uh, because He's, uh, he's, he's not physical in that he runs people over, but his game is really predicated on how he uses his body to control defenders. And he has a really nice in-between game where he can pull up. He can pull up for a floater jump shot from like five feet out. You know, he can shoot from pretty much wherever he wants. And so I think his game is really ready-made to really fit into this scenario. So I'm curious, Jared. Jared Weiss, of course, at Jared Weiss NBA, covers the Celtics NBA for The Athletic, the Grant and Taco Show, the Daily Ding as well what made you belly laugh harder was it the trade that brian colangelo executed with danny ainge to go out and snatch markel fultz leaving jason tatum on the board or all of that money that elton brand handed over to al horford this past offseason 
Um, they were both risky moves at the time, amazingly, uh, but they both worked out pretty well. I mean, the Celtics, the, you know, I, I actually ended up reporting on the Athletic a little while after that, but there were some major red flags that the Celtics faced. Like, for instance, they discovered during their pre-draft workouts of Mark Fultz that he was hiding a knee surgery that he had had. Uh, so there were some major red flags. Yeah, so there was a major red flag there. So I didn't know that at the time, but obviously I found that out later. At the time, it was... I guess they're a little concerned about Markel Fultz when they see a pretty good value play here by going for Tatum. And it was pretty quickly apparent how great of a play that was. And it's somehow Danny Ainge has managed to one-up himself yet again when it comes to some of the all-time great trades in NBA history. Uh, but the Al Horford deal, you know, the concern with the Al Horford deal was really more that they didn't want to commit to years three and four. And then we're just seeing like right away this year, it wasn't a good fit. But, you know, I don't, if Al Horford was still in Boston, I think he would have had another really good season. It's just, it's really just that the Sixers, the Sixers front office has tried to take, bring in as much talent as they possibly can and hope that they can make it fit. And it's been really, really hard to make it fit, but maybe Shake Milton's the answer here. And, Al Horford becomes the best six man in the NBA, and the six and the Sixers finally fulfill on their incredible potential. I owe a lot of people an apology if that's the case, including Al. So I, I <laughs> hope to be wrong. Trust me, I, I don't like to be right in that regard. Jared, I appreciate it so much. It's always a pleasure to chat. All the best to you, and I just I know you're super pumped, like we all are, for the league to be back. We'll be following along you and everybody else covering the Celtics and beyond. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. I appreciate it. And all the Sixers fans, remember, playoff Al is a real thing. We'll see if it holds up this year. But I can tell you, someone who covered him, it's a real thing. I'd rather playoff Al than average Al, which I'm told a lot of you guys up in Boston were calling him towards the end. It was just one former Red Sox player on the radio. Nobody actually really called that. Good, good to know. Thanks, We don't listen to him anyway, right? Thanks, Jared. (laughs) Take care. You got it at Jared Weiss NBA. We'll wrap the hour next. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, so real quick, one for the road before we get out of here for the weekend. Back on a Monday, 11-1 Eastern, Matt Perrault pushing the odds comes your way next. What do you have? Something quick or no? Is this going to No, I was, the only thing I was going to bring up were uh, the uprising of Karen's. Well, yeah, we, we definitely – I'm surprised that Domino's had to shut this down. I'm you really, are, why oh, are yeah. you surprised that Domino's had to shut it down? Of course Domino's shut it down. Well, why, why Parents did they have ruin to everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do they have to cowtail that? Because they had to speak to their managers. How many managers were there? It's one Domino's in Australia. I, well, no, I don't know if it was, the, if it was all Sydney? the I – I think it might have been all the – no, it, wasn't, oh, every, it was in New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Domino's in New Zealand was running a program. Do you for even New know Zealand. the capital of New Zealand? Uh, isn't that Auckland? Uh, I thought that was still. Oh no, you're right. You're right. It's Wellington. Wellington. Yeah. Nah. Was this in Wellington? I think it was all over. We need one of these here. So, can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. 
Well, it's Friday, so you know what that means, right? When we get towards the end of the week, Aton? That you're out of stories? I'm out of stories. No, when it's uh when we get towards the end of uh when we get towards the end of the week, I I kind of stray towards a themed Oh, that's right. fake news. I'm not trying yes. to make a habit out of it though, but it happened again. <laughs> So I'm just well, gonna. Uh, I'll like just pull my themes. best Britney impression and go. Oops, I did it again. Nope, that's fine. That wasn't a bad. Was that better than Tony's Fauci? Your Britney? Uh, no. Okay. No, Tony's Fauci. I mean, I I did you know decide to dress the part. The oops, I did it again. So I am wearing the uh, bright red spandex onesie. God, Got my okay. hair up in a ponytail. You're not wearing the pink hair or anything else. I don't have oh, pink the hair. No, backwards or something. No, okay. no, 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 no. No one's giving me a dollar for that yet. No, that's true. All right. So I'm curious. Let's go. What are the themes? All right. Let's see. We'll see if you can figure it out. All right. Story number one: Is this true or not? Is it fake news? A New Zealand Domino's Pizza ran a campaign that led to an uprising of Karens in the Kiwi Nation. Okay. This is a pizza place. Is it a Domino's? Domino's. Just- I said a Domino's. A New Zealand Domino's pizza okay. ran a campaign. Have you ever had Domino's in another country? I've had no, Domino's. No, I've never had in Domino's. Ecuador, never had Domino's. Different. Okay. Did it? Curious. Yeah, it did. It did. It actually tasted better. Actually, uh, as far as uh, delivery pizza goes, delivery chain pizza goes, I prefer Domino's right now. We have one that's uh, around the house, uh, around the corner from us. We're probably going to order from it tonight because it's not it's, the the crust is actually really good, and that's what yeah. I'm more into. Okay. Okay. So what was the campaign that got everybody up in arms? <laughs> the campaign was they decided that, you know, Karen's have been getting a bad rap lately. So they decided to uh, have a questionnaire and give out a free pizza to all the nice Karens that are out there. So all you had to do was fill out this questionnaire to get your free pizza if your name was Karen. And I'll bet you never guess what happened. Hmm. They ran out of pizza. No, the Karens of New Zealand, and I'm using that. I'm using that Karens in quotation. Yeah, in air quotes. Came out uh, demanded to demanded to speak to the managers because it was only for real Karens, not for actual <laughs> Karens. Yeah, boy, I tell you, if that's a fake story, you might just have to drop the mic, and we need to find a new segment because that I, I don't know if you would top if you created that. Now again, if you tweak the detail, it's a little different, but. That's a hell of a story. So what happened at the... Do we even know how this thing concluded or no? No, we don't know how it concluded just yet. Okay. But, I mean, we actually... We do know the part of the conclusion. I don't know if uh, anything else is going to be done about it, but the Domino's in New Zealand dropped the program or Got dropped the, okay. uh, the campaign. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, story number two. A man who repurposed a Chick-fil-A sandwich into a Taco Bell crunch wrap has caused a social media uprising. Wait a second. So clearly the theme is food this today, right? No, uprisings. Oh, uprising. Well, what what exactly was the sandwich or technically meal that caused the he, uprising? Okay, I think he took two sacred things and made one unholy combination, and that's what people are upset about. What was the two? He sac- took he took a he took some uh, Chick fil A ch- sandwich or Chick fil A chicken. And decided to marry that into a Taco Bell crunch wrap, which is held sacred to people who like Taco Bell. And since he combined those two, a lot of people took to social media like Instagram or TikTok 
uh, were commenting on his videos going, how ungodly is this? I think they came with the same fever and fervor as putting cream cheese on a burger. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I once had, so I mentioned that show I did in the morning, and every Thursday, Wendy's came by to provide meals. Now, this is a meal for the morning show. I watched every Thursday Brian Baldinger, who I love to death, Baldy, discard a chicken, two chicken sandwiches, and discard a burger, the buns, and make his sandwich basically a hamburger with the two chicken patties as buns. Yeah. They actually, I, who did, so there was a I restaurant a bro- that did that like for McDonald's, a while. I think, did that. Yeah, that was, right? that's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. All right, what's the third one? I know third story, talking. another day, another monkey uprising. No. This time it's the snow monkeys of Japan who are taking over hot springs located in Joshinetsu Kogen National Park. Have you ever seen those pictures of little monkeys? Or no. They they literally go into these hot springs. You just and they just sit there. They just soak. They're like into their necks. But apparently, uh, um, any human visitors coming by, they usher them away, push them away, or get violent towards them and keeping the hot springs for themselves. Got it. Boy, would you really tempt me with another fake monkey story? I think story... Now I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Story two was fake yesterday, so you're not going to go story two. I'm going to say the last one is fake. But I wouldn't be shocked if you tweaked a little bit of, like, a couple of details in story one is fake. But I'll still say the last one is fake. So you're going with story number three. I am going with story number three. See, I told you, this is going to be a great weekend for you. Because you you nailed it. Not bad, man. Yeah, story three is fake. Those are really good, though. Story uh, one, I think we need to talk a little more about. We, right? we might have to jump into that a little bit more, yeah. We might have to take on the Karens of the world and have Karens start calling our managers. See, you can't keep talking and expect me to hit this thing on the post. I don't even know where we are right now. Jared Weiss next.